0: These are the five things that happen once the INFJ finally stops trying to be social. As INFJs, we have conditioned ourselves to being kind towards others, to being nice towards others, to be forthcoming towards others, which generally speaking isn't like a bad thing. The problem with this entire approach is that we do this at the expense of our own well-being and we really go overboard. We're not doing this in a healthy way so often. I know I didn't. So today we're talking about the five things that happen through and after the INFJ stops trying to be social. Before we get started, if you want some more guidelines on how to create your INFJ Epic life, then get the INFJ Epic life formula poster. It really is a holistic approach on creating your INFJ Epic life. And if you want to go deeper on that and you say today is the day I start with my INFJ Epic life journey, I'm going to start taking action and create the life I always knew I could live then get the INFJ Epic life audio guide. Everything you need to know you can find in the links in the description. The first thing that happens when the INFJ finally learns that they don't have to be social is they actually start accepting their own weird attributes. So one of those weird attributes is the fact that we can be alone a lot. How often do we feel like okay I have to go there, I have to talk to this person, I have to keep that connection you know ongoing because if I don't people are going to think I'm weird. They're even more so going to think that I'm mean, that I'm selfish, that I'm, you know, not considerate. And for a lot of INFJs, this is the worst feeling because we have conditioned ourselves so much on, you know, I have to be, Forthcoming towards others. I have to be aware of their feelings, what hurts them, because I don't want to be that selfish person who just cares about themselves. But if you really listen to yourself, if you really ask yourself, what is it that I want in that moment? It probably is I don't want to call that person. That is too much energy for me. I don't want to stay at this party for four hours. I want to stay for half an hour and then leave. I don't want to talk to people for the majority of my day. I still need that connection, but if I'm really being honest with myself and there was no price that had to be paid, this is what I would want. And it's this process that is extremely important for INFJs, particularly this part of being on our own. There's such a big aspect of ourselves that is based on the fact that we can be with ourselves, for a long period of time. And once we really lead into that, and we confront ourselves with all of the fears of, you know, what could happen? Who is going to think I'm weird? I just can't do that. That would be unkind. You know, once you go down that road, it really allows you to actually get to who you truly are and what you want. And so, a lot of this only happens if you are willingly going into the direction of saying, I'm not going to be that social anymore. I'm not going to above and beyond to be there for others to, you know, cater to what they want. I first have to listen to what I want. And that also means that we have to accept those weird aspects of ourselves. Very often we're not even aware of what they are because we've pushed them down so much. So really take your time. Maybe, you know, take it for the next three months that you say, I'm just going to, you know, not do the things I always used to do. I'm going to take time for myself. If after those three months, I recognize that's not the way I want to live my life. Great. But now go overboard, go into the other direction, be by yourself for as much as you want. And if that means, Oh, I want to talk to another person after two hours. Great. If that means I want to talk to another person online after three days, then that's also fine. But we have to really allow ourselves to figure out how much social interaction we need. And if you really allow yourself to go deep and understand it about yourself, you really get to a place where you accept those weird attributes about yourself, which aren't weird at all. They just seem unnatural to you in the beginning. And then you just enjoy this so much that you're not willing to make compromises on your own well-being just to cater to others. Because yes, it's great to be kind. Yes, it's great to be forthcoming, but so often it is really about, Oh, I don't want to be rude to another person, which in actuality means therefore I'm being rude to myself. Don't be rude to yourself. And then you can say, What else can I give to others? But if you're really wondering, Oh, am I going to be rude to another person? Is this not mean? Is this not, you know, putting another person in a bad situation, ask yourself, am I putting myself in a bad situation in order to make it easier on them? And if that's the case, then maybe that's not the best way to go. We really have to get to a place where we say, I have to be okay. I have to be comfortable. I have to be peaceful. I have to be at peace and then I can be forthcoming. Then I can help others. You are accepting of others. You think others are kind, and even if they're not that forthcoming as you are. So really allow yourself to accept those weird parts about yourself, particularly when it comes to how much time do you want for yourself? And as a result, you're going to spend less time with others, being less social. That's the first and most important step. The second thing that happens once the INFJ finally stops trying to be social is you actually start shocking people with who you truly are. And I've seen this process so many times. So I saw that when I stopped trying to be social, I saw that with all the INFJs that I've worked with, you know, it's something that is really interesting because I used to tell my friends, you know, I'm different. And they always used to say to me, no, you're not. You're just like us. Like, what do you mean you're different? Like, you know, what is that all about? Like, I don't see it. The moment I actually showed them who I am, because I wasn't so focused on being social anymore, meaning I wasn't so concerned with other people's reactions towards me. I just couldn't feel it anymore. You know, you automatically are starting to make choices for you. What makes you excited? What are the topics that interest you? How deep do you want to, you know, drive a conversation, how less superficial you want to stay. And for the first time in my life, my friends who have known, you know, since, you know, fifth grade told me, yeah, you're different. So it really will get to this place where the people around you will get shocked by who you truly are because they probably haven't seen this part of you ever again. But, in order to get to this place, you really have to allow yourself the space. You have to allow yourself, you know, to listen to yourself of how much social interaction do I need? And you know, only having those social interactions when this is really a good thing for you and not because you feel obligated because this is what is considered normal. You make that choice for yourself. You listen to yourself. And through that process, you really become more and more aware of, you know, what makes me excited? What do I want to say? What are my opinions? And you know, part of this entire process is then seeing that the people around you will get shocked by that, but it's okay. Because people then can make a choice for themselves. They can either accept you the way you are or they can just distance themselves but you're not in the position of making those choices for them. Don't keep yourself small or keep yourself quiet because you already know, oh, people are not going to accept this, so why do this? I will lose them in the process. You don't know this for sure. They have never met this version of you, and sometimes you're wrong about how people are going to react. And if you're right, then it's okay, because we'd rather be disliked for who we are than to be liked for somebody that we're not because being liked for somebody that we're not is never ever going to make us feel fulfilled and connected. The third thing that happens once the INFJ finally stops trying to be social is we're really less concerned if people like us or dislike us. So in a lot of ways, INFJs, you know, go out into the world, maybe they share their gift or their message or whatever it is. And there's always this fear of judgment. There's this fear of, Oh, people are not going to like this. Or I have the hope that finally, people will understand me. Finally, people will start appreciating me. But once you really start taking those steps for yourself, you really learn to blend this out completely. So you really don't care who admires you. You really don't care who thinks you're totally stupid or ignorant or whatever it is. You just don't care anymore because what you're focused on is, am I doing the steps that make me proud of myself? Am I growing in a way that I want to? So you really stop looking out at what people's reactions are going to be. So how does this work and why does that have anything to do with being less social? Well, you really learn when you take the time for yourself that you're the one who has to create more excitement for your life and you want to do that. And every single time you do that, you recognize how much joy, excitement, fulfillment you can really create by yourself and then, you know, emphasize, through connection with other people, but it's not based on what other people want. It's based on who you are and what you want to give to the world. And once you start this process, you will have all those feelings of judgment coming up. People will think you're weird. Your people are going to think you're not good enough. People are going to think that, you know, you're so full of yourself. All of those judgments that you're feeling, those are judgments you're having about yourself, period. That's just something you have to anticipate something that you should know and something that you can really expect to change. Because if somebody has the opinion of why don't you have green hair? I don't care. Right? Like, I don't care. I don't want to have green hair. So that's why I don't care if somebody would say, why don't you have green hair? You know, or why are you not, you know, recording outside? well, it doesn't matter to me. But if somebody used to say, Oh, you're selfish or you're putting yourself in the spotlight and this is not about others or whatever it may be, this would have affected me or it did affect me in the beginning because this was a reflection of my biggest insecurities in that moment. And there are so many of them and every single one of us has different insecurities. But the more you take the step forward and you show more of who you are, you actually confront those judgments. Those judgments are within you all the time if you express them or not. But once you actually start saying things out loud, once you start living out and figuring out who you really are, because a lot of that really only happens through taking action. You can't just think it through. You have to try something and to see if this is really you. And the more you confront those judgments, the more they go away. And then you recognize that even if people think the same things that used to bother you, you know, five months ago, now they don't. And also if people are saying, Oh, you're the best thing that ever happened. You also don't care because you know that these interpretations of you in the end have nothing to do with you. This isn't about you. This is what they see in you and what they project onto you. Every person does this right? So people see you the way they are, not the way you are. And the more we take those steps forward, the more we really say, I'm going to stop trying to be social. I'm going to focus on what makes me feel best first. You know, you learn that you just care less and less about other people's opinions. And this isn't just about like negative reactions. This is also about positive reactions. You just won't get such a high from people saying, Oh, you're great. Because you know, in the end, it is not about what people think about you, it's about what you think about yourself. The fourth thing that happens once an INFJ finally stops trying to be social is we actually figure out what we like and what we dislike. We very often either have an idea about like what we want or what we like, or we have, you know, no idea at all. In both cases, we're not really sure because we just haven't tried it out. The less you feel obligated to be social, The more you're going to take the time to figuring out what excites you. Is it fashion? Is it interior design? Is it writing a book? Is it talking about your ideas about politics? You can only figure those things out if you give yourself the room for it. And if a lot of people around us, because we feel obligated to have them around, like psychologically speaking, in particular the less we can hear our own thoughts and the less we can actually take action and figure out what excites us. How can I bring excitement into my life? Is it by, you know, getting into fashion? Is it by talking about politics, you know, online? Whatever it may be and how those preferences of ours look like is really something we can only figure out to a trial and error and we have to give ourselves that room. And once you really stop trying to be social, you're going to give yourself that room and you're going to have this internal drive of, Oh, I have to bring joy into my life without, you know, catering to somebody outside of me right away. Let me figure out what I like, what I dislike and how I can do more of those things that bring joy to me personally and not because, Oh, that's what the people around me would prefer. And then the fifth thing that happens once an INFJ finally stops trying to be socialist, we actually become an inspiration by being ourselves. So this is not something that we should do as like the end goal but it's definitely something that happens on the side. If we are really choosing to live our best lives, we get this feeling of I'm tapping into my potential. I'm fulfilling my destiny. I feel alive. I am excited about the next day. And this is the kind of feeling that every person strives for in so many ways. And we as INFJs look for it so often in all those areas, or we hope we can create this for others and therefore experience this ourselves as well and we try to inspire others by you know dimming our light and you know making them feel great but in the end people get inspired by what they see and by who we are and not through what we say. So if we continuously tell other people you are important you know value yourself but what we're showing them is that we're not valuing ourselves they're not going to get inspired by that. But if you are actually choosing your best life, if you're making choices that bring your life forward, that make you feel more alive, that make you feel more connected, you're being inspiration by the fall to others because they see that you're choosing the best path for you. And that in itself inspires others who are ready and who want to see that to take those steps for themselves as well. So it really is a full circle moment without us intentionally going for it. Remember, if you want some more guidelines how to get that process started of living your INFJ epic life, then get the free poster on the INFJ epic life formula. And if you want to take it to the next step, then get the INFJ epic life audio guide. Everything you need to know, you can find in the links in the description. And if you want to watch another video now that is in line with today's topic, then check out the video you see on the screen right now. I wish you a great day and I see you in the next one. Bye guys.